The Productive Woman, Episode 103. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I'll be sharing with you my conversation with Money Coach, accredited financial counselor, wife, and mom, Jennifer Hemphill. You'll find more information about Jennifer along with links to the resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 103. Let's get right into the conversation with Jennifer. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Jennifer Hemphill. Jennifer is a mom, a wife, but also a money coach and an entrepreneur. She's basically just a busy woman like the rest of us. So I've really been looking forward to talking with her about how she manages her busy life and how we can maybe integrate our thoughts about money into a more productive and meaningful life. So I'm excited to have her here and welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here as well. Well, it's we we got to talk just very briefly at um, podcast movement, and I think that's the only time we've ever met in person, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It was. I, I was looking for you. I'm like, there she is. I have to introduce myself. <laughs> well, it was a it was a busy couple of days, but it was fun to get to see you in person. So, likewise. Uh, um, so I want to get into you know your your expertise is in the area of money, and particularly sort of how money impacts our thinking or our thinking impacts our money and all those sorts of things. And I definitely want to get into that. But first, can we talk a little bit about who you are and what you do and kind of what a typical day might be like for you? Absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm a money coach. I call myself a motivational money coach because the way I feel is how I do my coaching is not just about having you set up a budget, not just about tracking your expenses, but as you mentioned, it's about your relationship with money, how you grew up around money and really being aware with that. Uh, So I I do that. I am a mother of two boys. I am a military spouse. So we've moved quite frequently, (laughs) I might add. And basically a typical day for me, just with being a mom, being a military spouse with lots of moves in between, I've I, it really just comes in seasons and I have learned to be super flexible, uh, which for a perfectionist that mm-hmm. likes systems in place and doesn't like to uh, have things, uh, just sporadic things come into play, that's huge, right? Yeah. So it really comes in seasons, but just it really boils, boils out to the things that are important in my life. Uh, working out is huge. I always get a workout in, even if it's just going for a walk, but going to the gym and I love lifting weights. Those are those are important for me. Um, of course, my business and, and my family. Uh, not in all in that order necessarily, uh, but it's just my day is just basically the working out, taking care of family, get some business work in because I am uh, I'm blessed that I'm able to work from home uh, and uh, I've been 
haven't had a nine to five job since my firstborn, uh, my oldest was born, which he's almost 14 years old. So I've just been grateful that I've been given that opportunity that I don't have to uh, go to a nine to five job. So that, I mean, it's just in a nutshell, it, it varies from day to day, but it just basically involves workout, taking care of the family and getting some business stuff uh, worked in. And when you talk about your business, um, do you, you work one-on-one with women about money or, and what other kinds of things do you do for the business? Sure. So definitely I do one-on-one. And then most recently, my newest program, I have a membership program. It's called a Fearless Money Sisterhood uh, program. And basically I wanted to offer that because with the one-on-one coaching, uh, it's not for everyone financially, right? Uh, Because it does, there is an investment. Uh, So not everybody is not able to make that investment. So I wanted to be able to offer my services at a more affordable rate. And that became a membership program where we, it's really about accountability. It's about community. It's, uh, I, yes, I definitely teach, uh, but really what I get the most feedback is the accountability, uh, the community, because they're surrounded by like-minded women who really are in it, are in there for the same purpose, to get their financials in order uh, to achieve some financial goals. So, um, so yes, we have the, the guidance. I do teaching. We have hot seats. Uh, we re- recently started uh, a book, uh, book club as well. Uh, we have... Um, I mean, there's, it's just, it's an evolving program because I just grow it as the feedback comes in and what they need. So I'm guessing, um, besides the actual interaction with your clients, you've got then work that you have to do during the week in terms of creating the materials and planning for what you're going to teach about and all those sorts of things. Yes. So, um, with, uh, the coaching is just really more customized, right? So it's just, uh, everybody's at a different stage and depending on their financial goals. With the Fearless Money Sisterhood, I have certain uh, modules in the membership uh, that they can start at, but everybody comes in with different a different purpose in mind, right? So therefore, I structure like the monthly QA, Q&A calls and the hot seats around them. Um, so and I listen to what's going on in our Facebook group uh, as well. I'm really, really keen on listening to what's going on to make sure that I cover what they need uh, as well. Not just what I think they need, but what they're wanting as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think that's it's important for, I, I, I think what I was thinking as you were talking about this is, yes, you work from home, but you certainly work. You have lots of different components. Just yes. like those of us who go to an office, we have a variety of different demands on our time while we're working. And for me as a lawyer, it's you know part of the time I'm on the phone with clients or on the phone with opposing counsel negotiating something. Part of the time I'm sitting at my computer drafting documents or reviewing what other people have have written, responding to emails, various things like that. So I, I think I think that in some people's minds, those who uh, those who work from home, you're just sort of cruising along, and you and and it's a, a 
because you control your schedule, I think maybe some people think that that means you're, you know, having long lunches with, you know, whoever and, and sleeping in late and doing, doing, uh, the kinds of things that those of us maybe in an office can't do. But my experience with my, the people I know that work from home is they work just as hard. Right. And the challenge with working at home is that because you, you're excited about what you do, uh, you tend to overwork. You know, mm. at a nine to five job, you leave, you clock out. And in most jobs, <laughs> you clock out and you're done for the day. Sometimes you have to take work home. Um, but working from home presents those challenges of not really clocking out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, especially with family, that's important to me to be able to clock out. And that's something that I've been working on. Uh, even with my kids. Okay, kids, at this time, don't let me be on the computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that this time is for you. So it has it's it's positives, but it definitely has those challenges that you have to be able to work through. Uh, just as a side question, how old are your boys? Thirteen and nine. Oh, those are great ages for boys. <laughs> I have three boys and two girls, but so mine are all grown. Oh my goodness! Well, you were just talking about challenges, the challenges, and and as we've already sort of alluded to, every person's life's a little different, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that matter most. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and being productive? However oh, you define productivity. Yeah, this is a big one. I am very good at putting too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, the saying where the eyes are bigger than the stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for me, my ambition is bigger than my day. Uh, so because I put sometimes I've gotten better. It's a work in progress. I tend to say I'm going to do this X, Y and Z uh, today. Uh, and it doesn't get done, then I get down on myself because I didn't get it done. I don't feel productive. Uh, But what has helped me, and I've actually have started doing this on the past few weeks, which has been an eye opener, uh, has been tracking the length of those tasks, how long it takes me. And it's an eye opener uh, because sometimes, like, for example, with recording a podcast and then what it entails afterwards, uh, the, the show notes or just preparing for that podcast uh, interview or just your, my solo episodes it takes more time than I thought it did. <laughs> you know, I right? think that's, I think we, a lot of us struggle with that. We, we mm-hmm. think we, we don't have a realistic uh, view of how long certain things take. And we, we tend to cram too many things onto the list thinking, oh, I can get all that done. Cause that's just going to take five minutes. And if you really track it, like you're describing, you find out, well, that five minute task took 45 minutes, even, even working diligently. And it, you know, 45 minutes, not because you were, you know, wandering out to get a snack and watching TV, but we, we don't always, um, uh, measure those things realistically. I think tracking that sort of thing is a great idea. Right. And I think in it, what it has also helped me, and I know it's going to help me in the future too, is planning the week, right? Because I always sit down and plan the week. The night before, I plan what I'm going to make sure that I get keen onto what I'm going to accomplish or what my tasks are for the next day. But it be- lets me allow, allow myself, allows myself to be more realistic uh, in terms of what I can get done, especially if I know maybe I have to take the kids to the dentist or I have some other appointments that are non-business related. So that has helped me. And it, it's also, you know, tracking is, is the same with money uh, because we've 
a lot of us don't track our expenses and we don't know what we're spending and we're spending more than we realize. So it's the same in the finance area as well with the tracking. Yeah, yeah, that is so true. I, I, I was smiling as you were saying that because I was thinking about, I've been very blessed the last few years. I, I'm a, a partner level attorney at a very large law firm and I, I, you know, I earn a very good salary and I don't have to um, count every penny the way in years past we had to. We had to be very cautious about spending. And we make jokes about the fact that in the early years when our kids, uh, our two oldest kids were very small, I, going out to McDonald's was a big deal and we would save up to do that. And now we can pretty much go out to eat whenever we want to and wherever we feel like going. But we're working on making some changes. And so one of the things my husband put in place for me was he, he, this is the funny thing. Here I am, this educated professional woman. I have no idea where our money is because Mike takes care of all of that. And I trust mm -hmm. him absolutely with it. He takes care of getting our taxes done and all that sort of thing. But he, he has been getting after me to track what I'm spending on the business side here on the productive woman stuff the media hosting, the pieces of equipment I buy, different things like that. So he set up a spreadsheet for me to just enter at, and he set the categories for, you know, that he'll need for, for, to give to the people who do our taxes. And so all I have to do is when I get a receipt, enter it in there, you know, the date of the receipt, the amount of it, what category it is, which he set it up with drop downs, and then a little note about what it was. And just that exercise has been so eye opening for me of how much money I actually have been spending on this stuff. No, absolutely. Because that adds up pretty quickly. Yeah. And so we'll talk a little more about that uh, coming up, but uh, it's, it's the, the whole idea of tracking, whether it's tracking your money, tracking your time, it can be a little, um, what do I want to say? Heartbreaking is not quite the word, but you know, it, it can it set you back on your heels a little bit, but it gives you information and that information is power. Absolutely. So, I can't agree more. Yeah. So uh, in terms of uh, the, the kinds of things that you're doing, do you have any particular routines or systems in place for managing the various demands on your time? You've talked a little bit about it, but, but uh, do you have intentional systems or routines or do you just kind of go with what the day presents you or what's no. your approach? Definitely intentional. So I have uh, theme days uh, throughout my week uh, and uh, involves uh, different things, aspects in business. It involves family, uh, depending on the day of the week. Uh, for example, Tuesday, I've, implement, I've been implementing this myself day, self-care day. So I don't do... I, I try not to do. Sometimes it doesn't work out. <laughs> so like I said, it's a work in progress. But really the whole purpose of that day is to take care of me because uh, as women, we just tend to neglect ourselves. And I think that leads to more overwhelm, more stress. Uh, and I, I, I'm good at that, getting overwhelmed and stressed. So I'm trying to be better with that uh, aspect. So in the self-care day, I either, uh, let's say this past week, I uh, got my hair cut and got it curled. Uh, next week, maybe I'll go to a yoga class. Uh, 
it all depends. So I try to choose something that's just for me, it's not work related. Uh, and the workout for me is just such a discipline thing. It's like showering. Uh, so I don't consider, yes, it's taking care of me, but it, I do something outside of that uh, because I don't normally do yoga. So that's why <laughs> I mentioned that. Uh, so I just uh, definitely the theme days have been an, uh, an, very important to me uh, for like, for example, for my one-on-one coaching, there's just certain days that I do that for my podcast interviews. When I interview people for my podcast or for the podcast recording, I do it on certain days. Uh, groceries, I do it on certain days as well. Uh, those type of things that they're just, it, it allows for intention for the day and for a focus for one area, uh, even though there might be some other things that you get done that that day, but it, it gives you, allows for your mind to be more clear and organized, I think. Yeah, I love that. And um, as you were describing that, it made me think of uh Another Jennifer who's been on the show a few episodes ago, Jennifer Lee, who's a kind of a creative entrepreneur, and she she's the the author of the Right Brain Business Plan. I don't know if you've ever seen this book, but it's yeah, and it's an it's really good. I highly recommend it. I'll put a link in the show notes and a link to the episode uh, that when Jennifer was a, a guest. Um, but it's it's all about business planning. You know, as as a person who has a business, you need to have a business plan. But that can be intimidating. The traditional business plan can be very intimidating for the creative type of person. She she comes at it from a very creative, artistic uh, perspective. And I love the book. But she talked about um, sort of a similar kind of thing, theming her days or arranging them uh, in terms of whether it was an inward focus day or an outward focus day. And so outward focus days would be the days when she would have coaching clients or do a webinar or an interview or those sorts of things. The inward focus days were, you know, when she was just working uh, on admin stuff or creative stuff, but not, you know, talking on the phone and that sort of thing. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting approach. That is. I love that. Because it's a very different kind of energy. Uh, if you're talking with people, whether it's coaching or, or being interviewed or whatever, as opposed to the, the sort of internal creative work when you're writing an article or something like that. I'll have to check that book out. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I, I love it. Okay. And so besides the routines and systems that you use to kind of manage all those things, and I, 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 let me back up. I really loved the way as you started describing your theme days, you started with the, the self-care day. I thought that was very, um, there's something kind of profound there because that is not normally, I don't think most of us would have started with that. Right. And the reason I bring up just because it is a show, you know, you were talking to women, like I mentioned, is something that we don't do enough. And it's something that I've learned that I don't do enough. And so when I look there, I have a really good friend from college. Um, and she's really and she was always getting on me about doing stuff for myself, right? And I see her tranquility, her peacefulness. And then I see me where I've gotten better, <laughs> where it's like overwhelmed and stressed. And so I know that's a part of like 
lessening that. Uh, so that's why I've been just very proactive in doing that. And it hasn't been, I haven't been doing this for years. It's just been months and it's been just progress because sometimes things come up and then I won't be able to do that certain thing. But um, it's just definitely a priority because the way I think about it is it's not being selfish, even though some people may think it's selfish, but I think it's it's to uh, take care of yourself so you can be the best you, so you can give the best of you for others. For others. I think that's exactly right. And, and what I loved so much about the fact that you used that as your first example of a theme for a day is for most of us, and, and I'm raising my hand, this is, uh, I mean, th- this is... Um, a revelation that I'm having as we're talking, <laughs> that when I think about theming days, self-care wasn't even on the radar. And it's, t- for for a lot of us, taking care of ourselves is like the thing, the bottom, th- last thing that you try to fit in somewhere when everything else is, are, is accounted for. And so I think it, it really was very, it, it, a, a, I don't know if it was intentional on your part, but it was really a profound approach to using that as, as your first example. Oh, I'm glad. And, and I hope that the, the listeners who hear this are going to realize that as much as I am as we're talking, the importance of kind of fitting that in there. Because you're absolutely right. If we are run down, stressed out, sick, whatever, we don't have much to contribute in a positive way to the world around us. And to me, that's what being a productive woman is all about. It's being able Absolutely. to make that that positive contribution and have a positive impact on the world around us. So I love that. Um, besides that, though, you know, getting down kind of into the nitty gritty a little bit, are there any particular tools you like or resources that you recommend for whether it's managing your time, managing your tasks, um, organizing your stuff? Um, oh, absolutely. I have several, uh, for, for me as a business person, being that I do coaching and, um, podcast interviews, uh, I use acuity scheduling, love acuity scheduling besides their customer service. They are just so funny. Uh, but that's beside the point. I love it because you, besides being able to have your schedule and not going back and forth as far as time with coaching and podcast interviews, I can get the information right off uh, mm. from someone. And so that uh, that is very helpful and less time consuming. And then I love using planners. Um, so I've been using one that's called Get to Work, which has worked really well. But just recently, because I'm in a program that's called a 90-day year with Todd Herman, he's got a planner that I have absolutely fell in love with. It's not anything fancy that us girls would like. It's just literally black and white pages. <laughs> but the structure of, um, and of course it is very, it complements, uh, well with his program has just worked so fabulous. So I'm definitely going to be using that more. Is that a, is that a paper planner? Yes. Yes. It's a paper planner. And Uh, can you send me a link for that maybe? And we'll put it in the show notes in case somebody wants to I don't know. It's, it's available for those in his program. So I don't know, uh, for from my understanding, I don't know if it's available for the public yet. Well, send me a link for his program, and, and okay. there may be somebody Absolutely. who's interested in that. So, and 
anyway, what yeah. else? And then Trello has been really good. I haven't used it recently, but Trello, um, if you've heard of the Scrum system, um, I was. it's definitely very helpful for any type of project. It's not just for business, just for uh, structuring your life in general, whether planning a trip, whether maybe you're building a house and building a house, that is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, but basically with Trello, you have, uh, and of course you can do it. The scrum system is basically um, what you normally see are just sticky notes and uh, outlining the different projects, what's, what's, what you have to do, what you're working on and what's done. And the idea is not to put too much uh, like choosing three tasks that you are working on. And until you're finished with those three tasks and moving over to the done part, done column, uh, then you can move on to another. So that has been very helpful and very eye-opening to me because that's when I realized I'm still putting too much on my plate. <laughs> uh, so Trello is just, and just a, you can do it with sticky notes, but Trello is just an app where you can do the same thing, but just virtually. And Trello, yeah, so Trello's, Trello is a website, it's also app, an app, and it's something that you can uh, have a team on. So what what's nice about that, and I like the look of it, I haven't really used it with anybody else yet, but I've played around in it, because it really is that sort of sticky note thing, and you can literally drag the little digital card from one column to another, and that's something as you said, it wouldn't be just business for um, a woman who is, uh, you know, heading up a committee that's putting an event together. It would be a perfect tool uh, yes. for that that committee to use to keep track of who's doing what and where we are in the process. PTA, you know, parent parent groups at the school or or uh, sports teams for your kids, any of those sorts of things could really benefit from a tool like Trello. Absolutely. And Asana, I like Asana just for the business aspect, uh, just for my team, for my virtual assistant, for my podcast editor. Uh, so I use it for that. But what's really neat, I've actually seen a mom, I wish, I think she just posted in a Facebook group that I'm in. So I wish I could uh, share the video, but she uses it for meal planning, like and for groceries. So it's like, because of how it's set up, uh, her husband can go in and know, okay, this is what we're, what we have left to buy at the grocery store to make mm -hmm. these meals for this week. And that's so, a sauna she's using for that? Yes. Huh. Yes. And I never would have thought of that. No. So I thought that was really revealing. I'm like, Hmm, that's, that's something. Um, but I haven't implemented that. There's so much you can do. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. And you could spend all your time, you know, uh, fiddling with the the tools, which is not the point. They are supposed to be tools to help you get the other stuff done. But they, there's a, there are lots of ways to use these tools to um, make your work, whether it's you know paid work, committee work, charity functions, any of those sorts of things, more effective and more efficient, and to get get the things done that need to get done without stressing out and trying to remember. So to me, that's the benefit of tools like Trello or Asana. Those Absolutely. Sorts of things. Yeah. And I've got some money apps uh, that I'd like to share as well that have been very, very helpful for me, for my clients. Um, 
for apps, there's just so many apps out there. So for just checking in on my on the money, I always just revert to my bank app, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also Mint.com, which I for me is just too too much to do. <laughs> uh, how I have my system set up, I do what it's a ver- of course, we've heard of the cash envelope system. I have a virtual one. Uh, so I have different accounts for different uh, things, which makes tracking a whole lot easier. So I just log into the app, my bank app, and just check in to see how the different areas, um, different accounts are doing. So that makes it easier. But for those trying to get out of debt, there are two tools that I always recommend. Uh, they're both free. Uh, one is called powerpay.org. And that anybody all over the world can use. It's just a very simple, it's nothing fancy, um, but you can put in all your debt, the minimum payments, the interest rate. So that will tell you with what you're doing currently when you'll get out of debt. And then you can even take it a step further and play around and add, let's say you have an extra $100 a month to go toward your debt. You can put that um, and see what it does, what how it impacts of as to when you're going to get your debt payoff. And it's just really a motivating uh, tool because then you can say, oh, if $100 a month uh, minimized them this many years, what can I do with $200 a month, right? So it gets you to get more, pay more attention to what you're doing with your money besides getting out of debt. And then the, the fancier tool, but it's only for within the U.S., uh, is ready for zero, uh, and that's just a prettier app. Uh, but again, it actually this one, it connects to your bank. Mm. Uh, so it just auto, it automatically shares. Um, it shows you the balance. It actually emails you if you've, let's say, you've paid down 25% of your debt. It does that where PowerPay is just more of a manual, very simple app. Mm. So those are good ones. And well, then the last one that I think... I haven't used, so that's my full disclosure, but I hear so many good things about it. It's called digit.co. And for those that aren't very proactive in saving, what that app does is when it finds extra money, it actually it actually moves it for you for to a savings account. Again, full disclosure, I haven't used it, but I've heard so many great things about it. So it connects with your bank account and yes. And yes. I, I so assume you can set up parameters so it's not just randomly emptying out absolutely. your bank account, your checking account. Yes. Well, let's talk about money a little bit because you know, I I mean this show you you do a whole podcast about people's relationships with money, right? Um, yes. And, and this podcast, uh, The Productive Woman, is about productivity. It's about um, finding ways to, to do better at getting the things done that are important to you and making a life that matters. And, and we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording about the fact that money and our uh, – feelings about money have a huge impact on our ability to feel like we're making a life that matters. How do you see, uh, if we're talking about productivity, not just in the sense of getting lots of stuff done, but getting the right stuff done, and specifically, as I've said many times on the show, uh, ordering our lives in such a way as to maximize our positive impact on the world. All right, in that context of productivity, where do you think money fits into that? And and particularly for women, both money and our attitudes about money. Absolutely. That's a really great question. So money is 
like food and, and nutrition, um, it's very an emotional aspect of our lives. Uh, and with money, you need to, it's my philosophy is, uh, and I teach this on the podcast. So yes, we talk about money stories, relationship with money, but I also teach practical things as far as budgeting and tracking your money and getting out of debt. So there's two aspects, I think, to have uh, financial success and be productive um, with your money matters. And one is definitely knowing the practical aspect of getting those money skills. But the other part is your mindset. Uh, how, but it's it's really, and this is something that is not talked about enough, I feel. Uh, so it's really about get, being in tune to how you grew up around money, uh, getting in your money story. So what do you remember growing up around money? What did you hear? What did you see? What were you taught? And and then checking into today and seeing how are you, how can that possibly have affected you um, today and how you're treating money, right? Mm. Uh, so it's really getting clear on that because you can do all the budgeting you want. You can save all the money you want. You can be great at the practical stuff. But if your mindset is not a, not a really good mindset. If it's it's not an abundant mindset, you haven't really achieved the full financial success that you can achieve. Uh, that's and that's really really I feel very important. Uh, and getting that mindset piece, it's going to declutter the mind. It's going to clear out all that mess <laughs> mm-hmm. that's in your mind to be to allow yourself uh, to see. W- to see what you can do. It allows yourself to be open to doing other things and not be so stringent on following everyone's advice because that's the other thing I'm very big on. Um, The experts out there teach a lot of great things, but personal finance is personal. It's unique to every person. Of course, what they teach is great, but what I see is that we get such in tunnel vision that we need to do it that way their way. But then we don't find ourselves, we don't find it working for us necessarily. And it's because they don't know your personal situation. They don't know that maybe um, you just have such a scarce mindset uh, that you feel like you're broke all the time and you have to dig into why that is, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just very, very important to have those two components, not, but, and, but on the other end, you can have this abundant mindset, right? But don't do any of the practical stuff, right? And yeah. then that's going to hold you back as well. You know, I just, I, I, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, I, I wish I'd had you on the show a, lot t- a long time ago, or, or, or at least that we had talked a long time ago, because there's just, first of all, what you just were saying resonates so much with me and is so consistent with what I try to say consistently on this show about productivity systems and tools that there the 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 right one for you is the one that works for you the right one Absolutely. that for you is the one you'll use and there are lots of experts who will tell you how to organize your day or what app you should use or how you should set up your schedule but it just as you said personal finance is personal personal productivity is very personal. And every woman, and, and the guys, I know you guys are out there, I know you're listening, because um, I hear from them. Um, but for all of us, uh, 
we have the right and the ability to personalize it and to do what works best for us. But I like the fact that you're talking about the two components, the the practical aspects of getting a handle on how much money you actually have, how much you're actually spending, um, you know, budgeting, keep, keeping your checkbook balanced, those sorts of things, but also getting into the mindset piece of it. The well, why do you feel uh, the way you do about money or about about the spending money or about saving money? Absolutely. It's just, it's, I see it so much. And I saw it with myself just uh, growing up because I've always been such a great saver and uh, been really good with the money management, but things, something was holding me back. And in our marriage, we, we felt early on, I'm like, what's going on? Why aren't we more ahead? Why are we still stuck uh, with a measly retirement savings? Why don't we have any emergency savings? So I had to really take a good look at myself and see what was going on with me uh, and then move forward from there. Yeah. And I, I, I think about in our family, um, Mike and I grew up in very different households and his father was a depression era baby. So he was always very thrifty and very reluctant to spend money. Oh, uh, he, uh, by he, I mean Mike's dad. Uh, he is very, has always been that way. Um, I was kind of joked, he pinches every penny till it screams. And, uh, and Mike has some of that in his head of it's, it's very important to him to know exactly where every dollar is, where it's being spent, how much do we have in the savings account and so on. I grew up in a household where I don't think we ever talked about money, but we didn't have much. We were very um, blue collar, not much money. And I find myself even now as a very well-paid, well-educated professional woman, always somewhere in the back of my mind feeling like there's, you know, there, there's not enough or any day now there won't be enough money. Mm-hmm. And so I have to like... I need to buy this thing now because tomorrow I might not have any money to buy it. Um, Absolutely. And I I got to a point where because there was no money, um, I became such a good saver, but I became a hoarder of mm. the, that money. So I didn't spend. I was afraid to spend because I didn't want to not have money, Yeah, uh, which is the opposite effect because then what you don't enjoy life yeah you're not enjoying what you have because you know you you won't allow yourself to hey let's go out to dinner and grab a movie or something well no because that you know that would cost 15 dollars and we can't spend 15 (laughs) dollars I could tell the story about uh, uh, my family has a long-standing joke about hash browns that I, I uh, that I'll tell you sometime about my husband not willing to buy uh, hash browns with our egg McMuffins from McDonald's because they would have cost eighty-nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's it's a it's a joke now that when we're feeling a money pinch, it's well, no more hash browns for us. So. <laughs> Well, I, I tell me again what's the, and I'll put a link in the show notes. But for the listener who might be thinking, "Hey, I want to hear more of what Jen has to say about this," and maybe she's you know out out and about, and all she's got is her phone. What's the name of your podcast so she could search for it in her podcast app and subscribe? Absolutely, it's called Her Money Matters. Okay, with Jen. Hemp Hill. Yep. Um, and again, I'll have links for all of that in the show notes for this episode. Before we go, 
I mean, we could talk so much and maybe you'll come back another time where we can talk more about money. I would love that. But before we do that, um, there's a question I ask every guest because I always learn something from it. And my listeners tell me they like this, the answers too. And that's this, with all the systems you have in place and the tools you use to organize your business and personal life and, you know, kind of keep things under control. Do you ever have a day when it, it just all gets away from you or you get completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? I absolutely have those days, uh, multiple times. Uh, (laughs) But basically what I have learned to do is uh, to give myself permission to just not feel guilty uh, about what I'm feeling and just forgive myself. Mm-hmm. I take a break, whether it's a walk, whether I'm binging on Netflix, just to just completely disconnect from everything. But I also have learned to look at how much I have slept throughout the week, uh, how much water I've been drinking, the types of foods that I've eaten, because that really, I have seen the impact on if I ha- uh, have a lack of sleep, if I'm not eating well, or if maybe I didn't drink enough water that day. Uh, so that I look, I've learned to check in on that and just kind of see, okay, uh, has that been, um, has that affected that? Maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, but I really look uh, into that. And the last thing that I also do is celebrate the wins. Mm. I'm big on celebrating the wins and big and small. And funny story here and why I do that is I'm a recovering perfectionist. Uh, so with my husband, there was a point in my life, um, a few years ago that I was just frustrated. I felt like I haven't accomplished. I was letting the kids down. I was letting myself down. And he sat, you know, he really was stern with me. And he sat my, uh, we sat down and he's like, well, can I tell you what you've accomplished? And he literally rattled those things that I accomplished. I'm getting teary. I just thinking about it right now because I realized that I was focusing on what I wasn't doing, but I was not celebrating what I had accomplished. And I think as women, we tend to do that because we're so nurturing. We take care of others. Of course, uh, we don't take care of ourselves as much, which is why I'm I'm working on the self-care. But I think celebrating those wins, no matter how big, how small, are very important. Writing them down, looking at them uh, has been really, really helpful for me. I think that's such great advice, you know, something we all need to remember. So Jen, what's on the horizon for you? What do you, you have anything coming up that you think my listeners might be interested in hearing about? Well, basically, um, at the time of this recording, I'm actually opening doors for my Fearless Money Sisterhood a program. So I open up quarterly. So if you just go to um, my website or even listen to the podcast, um, you will be able to be able to be put on the wait list if that's something you're interested in. Uh, you'll be able to find that there and uh, join my community if you like. We love talking money in there. The women in there are phenomenal. Uh, and you can just do that at jenhempill.com forward slash community. All right, perfect. And and so, uh, so you've got the website at jenhemphill.com and I'll have a link in the show notes. Anywhere else that people can connect with you online or is that, uh, is that the best place to go to find that's, out where you are? Yeah, that's the best place. I'm d- in different areas of social media, but you can just go to the jenhemphill.com and you can find all that information. Perfect. So before we go, do you have 
Any last words for the listener who might be looking for a little help in getting things done and making a life that matters? That's a good question. I think it's just really getting clear as to where you want to be, what you want to accomplish. So that way, because you have to know where you want to be, what you want to accomplish to be able to plan how you how um, how you want to get there versus trying to do things and getting things done. Just getting really clear as to where you want to be and what you want to accomplish. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate Jen taking the time to share her thoughts with us on how she manages her busy life, but also for her great suggestions and encouraging words for the rest of us about managing our money and our relationship with money. I hope you'll look into the things that she offers on her website and podcast, and you'll find links for all of that in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 103. But what do you think? Do you have any questions for Jen or for me? Do you have any thoughts about what we discussed? I would love to hear from you, and I know she would as well. As always, there are several ways you can reach out and communicate with me. If you want to share your thoughts publicly, you can post your questions or your comments in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 103, or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or even better, in the new Facebook group. And if you'd like to communicate with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message on the website or the Facebook page. With respect to the Facebook group, if you haven't already done so, I hope you'll please join me in the new Productive Woman Community Facebook group. This is a private group where we can meet up and and interact more, not just you and me, but all of us as a community. Share questions, information, insights, encouragement, post an article you find that's relevant to something we're talking about. It's just an ongoing conversation about productivity and making lives that matter. And I would love to have you there. Look for the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, click the join button, and uh, I will be sure and let you in. I'd love to see you there. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you like the show in general, I'd love it if you'd help me spread the word. There are several ways you can do that. First of all, tell a friend. If you've got a friend or a family member that you think would enjoy the show, show her or him how to find it, how to subscribe and how to join the Facebook group and all those things and let them become part of the community and part of the conversation. If there are particular episodes you like, whether it's this one or an earlier one, you can share that episode onto your own social media channels just by clicking a button in the show notes there. there on ev- For every episode, there are social sharing buttons that let you share that episode to your Facebook page, to your Pinterest page, to, on Twitter, various other places. So I'd love it if you'd consider doing that. And finally, I always appreciate a review in iTunes. So there are links to that will take you right there in the show notes for this episode. And again, you find all of that at theproductivewoman.com slash 103. And thanks so much. Last note, if you are looking for encouragement, motivation, accountability in achieving your goals, and moving forward in a life that matters, uh, consider joining the next session of the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups. 
These are paid groups facilitated by me. We meet once a week via video conference on a platform that I provide. And the conversations this summer have been just amazing. It's been so much fun to to see the relationships develop, to see how each woman is making progress toward her goals. And, and I, it's just been one of the, the best things I've ever been a part of. And I hope you would consider joining. If you want information about the Mastermind Group, you can find that on the website at theproductivewoman.com mastermind. And there's a link in there. After you read the information, you think it's something interesting to you, there's a link for a brief online application and then I'll be in touch with information about you know about the the logistics of it and the cost and that sort of thing. There are groups forming now for this fall and I think you'll find them worth the investment. I think the ladies who've been involved so far have said so and I'd love to have you be part of it. But spaces are very limited. I only have a couple openings left for this coming session. So email me today at feedback at theproductivewoman.com if you're interested, or just go to the website there at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind, and you can learn more there. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Jen. I hope you found something in it that is helpful to you that you can take home and put to use right away. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.